Why are police photographing our license plate? What are we doing for veterans returning home damaged physically and mentally, suffering from depression, homelessness, and suicide? Why did the Supreme Court deposit corporate money into our electoral process? Should we redefine middle class as working poor? Or is it just another Wall Street merger? What's really behind new voter picture ID laws in certain states? Why aren't NBC, ABC, CBS, and Fox asking these questions? Welcome to the Reasonable Voice radio show. I'm your host, Marcello Rolando, the Reasonable Voice. The mission of the Reasonable Voice is to connect the dots between politics and finance, the need for better and more affordable education, our humanity, world peace, and, of course, the arts, which we then gladly provide our listeners, the voting public, as informative food for thought to provoke their self-determination and appetite for equal economic opportunity and justice for all without truth decay. The Reasonable Voices are advocates prioritizing education, preserving our history, leading by example for a peaceful and prosperous world by evoking and embracing both creative artists and political unity as solutions to our challenges. Hello and welcome to the Reasonable Voices talk radio show. I'm your host, Marcello Rolando, and our Reasonable Voice today is Sue Kramer, screenwriter, director, producer, owner of Connecting Dots Guru and Bella Films, director of an upcoming tectonic theater project PSA entitled Erase Hate. Welcome, Sue Kramer, to The Reasonable Voices, and how are you? I'm terrific, thank you. How are you? I'm terrific. I'm, I'm especially happy to have you on the show, as I always tell people that the arts, it's great if we, we entertain you, we make you laugh, we make you cry, but it's so much wonderful uh, if when we make you think and act on those thoughts. Sue Kramer is a well-established New York City and Los Angeles screenwriter, director, and producer who attended UCLA Film School and has worked for every major Hollywood studio. As an activist, Sue co-chaired the 2008 Creative Coalition Presidential Delegation and created, directed, and produced the Obama You Vote campaign a star-studded PSA designed to ignite voter awareness. But if I may, uh, Sue, a little backstory about what we're talking about today. Uh, Twenty years ago, the eyes of the nation were drawn to Laramie, Wyoming, after the hate crime murder of Matthew Shepard. Following the weeks of that murder, the Matthew Shepard Foundation was founded and members of the Tectonic Theater Project traveled from New York City to Laramie to conduct interviews with the people of the town. These interviews form the basis of the Laramie Project, which has become one of the most performed contemporary plays in the world. And today we'll be talking about that, but also erase hate. Because now, for the Tectonic Theater Project, our reasonable voice guest today, Sue Kramer, has conceived and directed the Erase Hate PSA as part of the campaign to honor Matthew Shepard's memory by taking action to combat hate and use the arts to make impactful change. Okay, Sue, there's so much I want to talk to you about, but uh, let's start with 
your tectonic theater erase hate PSA. Tell us about that. Well, um, I've been a big fan of the Tectonic Theater Project and Moises Kaufman, who is the artistic director, from the time that I saw the Laramie Project 18 years ago when it came to New York, and I was blown away Mm. by the production. I was also devastated by Matthew Shepard's death, which is almost 20 years ago in October. Yes. Will mark the anniversary of his brutal death. Mm. I, between my activist spirit and my love for the arts Mm. and being an artist, I thought, what could I do to give back? What could I do to spread a ripple across the world to commemorate this anniversary and honor Matthew's life, Mm -hmm. but also spread a very, very, very big message that needs to be heard more than ever. So I conceived of this idea of the Erase Hate campaign, which was ignited because the motto of the Matthew Shepard Foundation is Erase Hate. That's their hashtag. That's one of the, the messages that they're constantly putting out there. But I thought, how could I, how could I direct that in an artistic way mm-hmm. and bring in artists to push that message forward? So I came up with a very simple idea. And sometimes, as an artist, the simplest ideas are the best. Yes, yes. Everyone can relate to erasing something on a chalkboard. Mm. It's a a cinematic visual, it's a tactile visual, and it's something that's kind of embedded in our memory as children. Mm. And I had everyone from Zachary Quinto to Matt Bomer to Bridget Moynihan to Harvey Feierstein to my star-studded cast, uh, who were phenomenal, Mary Louise Parker, but Billy Porter, all hold a small blackboard. Mm. And you'll be seeing the campaign, which is going to come out at the end of June. Um, but, but people erase the word. And that, just that, is, is almost a piece of poetry. Yes. With a strong message. Exactly. And and the simplicity of it, as you describe it, is it's got to be so impactful. And having such recognizable names and faces involved in this project also, of course, lends uh, not just credibility, but it lends an extra uh, celebrity power, if you will, to the message. But certainly that blackboard, that concept was a great one. It seems like a silly question, but how do you uh, how did you come up with the idea? Did you what what was your procedure? You know, my 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 artistic procedure has no rhyme or reason to it. It often happens on a subway ride. Yes, <laughs> looking at people in New York City where I live, and often just ideas pop up into my. It'll happen also on a plane. Mm. My agents used to say, take more subways and fly out more. Because (laughs) my best idea is usually that way. So um, it was more about that. This is is a a three-tiered campaign all leading to the September 24th benefit that Tectonic is doing that is going to be the Laramie Project is being read live with the original cast and then 
some other stars are joining them as Mary Louise Parker and Billy Porter and Neil Patrick Harris and many more. Yes. And that benefit is going to the Matthew Shepard Foundation and Tectonic. And they came to me and said they wanted to kind of have a campaign that would basically funnel into that benefit. And yes. how could we get there visually? How could we get there to get the message out? And and for people who sometimes forget that this happened. Yes. 20 years ago, some people think it happened 10 years ago. Some people, like my daughter who's 13, doesn't know who Matthew Shepard is yes. until recently, until I, I educated her. Mm-hmm. So they came to me with this really carte blanche, which was lovely, mm-hmm. uh, to say, what What do you see this campaign being? And I really saw it starting with a PSA. Yes. Getting out this erase hate message with a poetic filmmaking approach mm-hmm. was the initial spark of the idea. And then the next part of the campaign really talks about the importance of theater and then it will give a, a really long video that uh, will come out in September that's going to talk about really the evolution of Matthew, of then how the Laramie Project got started, how they went to Laramie, how they mm. built this project, how it's become you know one of the most performed theater pieces in the world, yes. um, and where we are today, 20 yes. years later. Yes, and you know... Many people, beyond people as young as your daughter, may not remember, but without dwelling too much on it, sometimes the, you have to have that, what do I want to say, horrific shock to realize something has to be done. Matthew Shepard was a young man who happened to be gay, who was beaten and uh, pistol whipped and left hanging on a barbed wire fence, if I got my memory correct? That is correct. And he was left on a barbed wire fence where the only remaining part of his skin that wasn't covered in blood was his tears. Mm. Now we know what's behind this and the need to erase hate. Laramie, a legacy, is a reading of the Laramie Project honoring the life and the legacy of Matthew Shepard, directed by Moises Kaufman. He is a Venezuelan Jew uh-huh. who won every award there is to win in terms of theater. Exactly. Um, uh, and a uh, very accomplished uh, theater director and the and the artistic director of Tectonic, but Moises. Yeah, it's a hard one when, yeah. you, when you see it uh, written. <laughs> But also, in addition, uh, I mean, you've mentioned a, a number of the, the amazing cast that comes to work with you and Moises on this and, and other projects. And I always say you can you can certainly judge directors and, and writers and producers by the talent that rushes to work with them. And, and both of you have uh, more than proven that over and over. Uh, but also there's the, the song, the Love is Love. Tell us about that. That's a really important uh, part of this project. I have, I'm lucky enough, I'm like an old school filmmaker where I have a a stable of people that I love to work with. The same editor, the same composers. Very often I like to work with my same crew. Mm -hmm. And Dana Parrish and Andrew Hollander, Andrew Hollander scored my film Grey Matters. 
then Andrew Hollander and Dana Parrish wrote a phenomenal song for the U-Vote campaign. Yes. Uh, and I, when I came up with the Erase Hate campaign, I immediately went to them mm-hmm. and said, guys, could you come up with a song? I want you to score it. It needs to speak about Matthew and speak about what happened without hitting people over the head, but also giving a message of moving forward. Yes. And these guys are geniuses. Yes. They really are. They're so talented. They they wrote this song in two days. Wow. They, they sent it to me in a rough track, and I was just, blown away yes. crying yes. because the message is love is love mm-hmm. and that is the message to move forward but it's not the only message mm-hmm. there's a lot that has to go with moving forward that doesn't include love but we have to accept people with love yes and so they they wrote this beautiful beautiful song that i think will go down not only as a gay anthem because mm-hmm. what it talks about from it has a lyric one of my favorite lyrics says from laramie to charlottesville yes, yes. which is such a beautiful beautiful poetic statement of 20 years mm-hmm. of what's happened in 20 years but this is still hate is still here yes very very strong and alive and they wrote this song and dana performs it she has a a magnificent voice yes and these guys are major players in 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 the music business i Mm -hmm. mean they've written from everyone from celine dion with babyface and dana signed back up to michael jackson and they're but they did this from the goodness of their hearts Mm. because they're giving the proceeds to the Matthew Shepard Foundation. So anybody who buys the song on iTunes this year, mm-hmm. um, all of all of the proceeds go directly to the Matthew Shepard Foundation, which is really a gift. And, you know, they're both known, as you say, as gifted composers. And, of course, Dana, not only a um, songwriter, but also this powerful voice with such emotion. Um, but uh, since we've touched on uh, the benefits, uh, who... Who benefits from the proceeds um, from the Laramie legacy? And and now the the love is love, you tell us, too. Who who gets that? It's the Matthew Shepard Foundation and the Tectonic Theater Project. Is that correct? So uh, Love is Love, which will be down uh, on, on June 22nd. Um, from that point on, please download the song on iTunes. And the proceeds of that song from your download goes to the Matthew Shepard Foundation. The benefit, uh, which is September 24th, will benefit the Tectonic Theater Project and the Matthew Shepard Foundation. Yes. And again, let me mention that um, uh, the benefit takes place, uh, it's a reading of the play, uh, it takes place on September 24th, 2018, at 7 p.m. at the Gerald W. Lynch Theater at John Jay College in New York City. And tickets are now uh, on sale? Yes, they yeah. just went on sale. Okay. LaramieAlegacy.org. That's LaramieAlegacy.org. Okay. I think we probably need to take a break. We've uh, 
Yes, we probably should. Let's take a short break. We will be back with our reasonable voice, screenwriter, director, producer, owner of Connecting Dots Guru, and Bella Films, Sue Kramer. Stay with us. We'll be right back. And now, Love is Love, composed by Andy Hollander and Dana Parrish. Love is Love, sung by Dana Parrish. We take the stage, erase the hate for you and for me. From Charlottesville to Laramie, where freedom ain't free. The hurt and the pain, they both stay for so long. Welcome back to the Reasonable Voices talk radio show. My guest today is Sue Kramer, screenwriter, director, producer, owner of Connecting Dots Guru and Bella Films. Living in New York City, but working on both coasts very successfully. I'd like, if we could, Sue, in this segment, uh, talk a little more about you. I mean, there's so much you, you do. You own Bella Films. Let's talk about that. In late 2017, you launched Connecting Dots Guru, a creative branding, full-service creative agency. Well, let's start wherever you want to start. But those two things, I think, must be mentioned about you. Well, thank you. I launched Bella Films in my late 20s, but I wanted to have my own production company. Mm-hmm. As a female writer, director, producer, I wanted to be able to do everything on my films and also have a production company where I could also produce other people's films. Yes. And so that's where Bella Films was launched. Uh, I love the word beautiful. I love Italy. And I thought Bella was a, a kind of a, a, a nice ring to it in Perfect. terms of a different way of saying beautiful films because that's what I try to make. Excellent. And you do. And I know you had mentioned in the last segment Gray Matters. Let's talk a bit about that too. Gray Matters uh, was inspired by my... I have a gay sister. Mm-hmm. I have two sisters. My eldest is my gay sister who's amazing and a a force to reckon with in terms of being a major activist. And she, I was very inspired by kind of a funny story between us that when she came out, she kind of mentioned that she had a crush on one of my college friends. And I just thought, oh my God, this is so weird. I can't <laughs> like that. I, and I, it was like, I was so backward thinking then. Like, why should that be weird? That should be completely normal. She's gay. Why wouldn't she like my friend? Yes. <laughs> but I was like, this is so strange. And then 
I thought, wow, wouldn't it be great if a brother and a sister ended up liking the same person? <laughs> and that was the impetus to creating Grey Matter. Yes. Uh, so Heather Graham and Tom Cavanaugh are brother and sister, and they both fall in love with Bridget Moynihan. Yes. And Heather Graham has to come uh, to terms with coming out, which she has never admitted, mm -hmm. and being in love with a woman who eventually married her brother. So uh, it was those three, and then Molly Shannon, Alan Cumming, and Sissy Spacek rounded out the cast of the co-stars, which were, they were all magnificent. Yes. But it I have to say that Grey Matters was um, a little bit ahead of its time, uh to be completely honest. Mm -hmm. I got um, a lot of criticism from people that said Heather Graham could never be gay. Hmm. Uh, how did I cast a girl like Heather Graham as my protagonist? gay girl and now 10 years later it's a completely different world yes now we live in a world where i say to my daughter oh i heard your friend cora came out and she was just like yeah so what's the big deal like it's like this one's trans this one's gay this one's bot like it's a, a completely accepting world in terms of where i live which is in a brooklyn and i had the gram being gay would not even be Blink right now. Mm. But 10 years ago, it was. Yes, yes. Well, you know, I loved it uh, 10 years ago, and I love it now. I thought it was an extremely moving film, and again, I, I, I write a great deal about the quality of whatever one's physical appearance or sexual desires or political views. We've got to come together. So I, I really appreciated it then and now. Uh, but Bella Films, uh, you... You have you've written and directed extensively for film and television. Give us some more more examples of that. I've worked. On, I have many projects that are about to come out. Mm -hmm. So there's many projects that are kind of in the works at Bella Film. Uh -huh. uh, I have my my absolute heart <laughs> in a piece called The Locals which uh, hopefully will be coming out in about a year and a half from now mm -hmm. and will be going into production in the fall. Um, I can't say the cast yet no, because I it hasn't you. been announced. I but know. It's very, very <laughs> exciting. But that story is very dear to my heart and is a very much um, a Romeo and Juliet story about an Italian three-generational family and a Jewish three-generational family where the grandparents of the two families fall in love and the middle generation of the families want to tear them apart mm. because mm -hmm. they're, one is Jewish and one is Italian Catholic and yes. they don't think they belong. That project is probably one of my, um, uh, it's, it's the thing that needs to happen before I leave this world, no matter what. Gotcha. Well, it sounds like a lot that you do is the kind of work that we all need to see and experience before we leave the world. I, I, oh, I you know, very sweet of you to say well, that. Well, I mean, but it's, but I mean it as a, as a fellow uh, film, TV, a person who believes the arts are not to exclude, as I said earlier, making people feel great emotions and laughing and crying and applauding and being entertained, even taking their minds off so they can escape some of the horrors we're discussing, but also 
I like when film and television and theater um, people meet and go out afterwards, you know, a cup of coffee or whatever, and they start to think about it. And they think for the next several days and weeks and then and their lives are changed by it. And that's what your work does. And I speak from personal experience of that because Grey Matters was one of the films that uh, inspired me to approach a very conservative, politically oriented filmmaker that I know. And we had great conversations about that. <laughs> and his it has changed his filmmaking. I'm not going to mention his name, but he has come a long way in in seeing the world differently. Let's put it that way. But it started with my conversation about your film, Gray Matters, with him. So, Wow. Okay. Well, if I change anybody's opinion in terms of in the right direction by my art, then that's a, 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 an incredible compliment. So thank you. Okay. In terms of the other things that I'm working on right now, I'm writing a kind of semi-autobiographical pilot right now yes. for television, and then I'm writing a big studio movie for a wonderful producer named Amy Bear, whose Mary Shelley movie is out right now, and that's called Bullies, which also is a big word in, in our world yes. right now. Yes, So before we go to that, if you don't mind, I want to make certain we touch on your business as a creative brander, Connecting Dots Guru. Yeah, um, t- tell I'd us love about to that. talk about Connecting Dots Guru. Yes, please. Connecting Dots Guru is a idea that I had that has come to full fruition in the past six months. It was how to brand a person or a company through a film director's eyes. Mm-hmm. And no one's done it. Mm. So I decided that I would be able to bring my stable of artists who work with me. Um, I call them my dots. Uh And I can connect them. So I can either connect somebody who's looking for a special type of dot, whatever artist they're looking for, whether it's a fine artist, an interior designer, uh, a filmmaker, I could connect somebody to who they need to be connected to. Or the other side of the agency is I go in and I do a complete soup to nuts branding all through my film director's eyes. So I will come in and design a logo. I will do a website. I will do a campaign, which is all what I've done for the Tectonic Theater Project, Mm -hmm. one of my clients. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's an overall picture all seen through my lens. And then I talk to my artists who are in my stable, like my partner Jeff Yaz, who's my graphic designer and web designer, and I become the art director to the Mm. website or even the production designer in a way, um, and looking at it very much cinematically of how to brand somebody and using my screenwriting skills to come up with titles and copy and how to hopefully cleverly brand somebody in an image with words 
and with the right marketing tools to get them out there, which were all skills that every filmmaker has if mm-hmm. they're a writer director. Yes. But it just, it, it was a natural progression for me. And the nice thing about Connecting Dots Guru is I wanted to do, in everything I do, I try to think about whether I'm resonating with a message with people, visually, words, trying to make impact. But I also want to give back. And I created it with, and every contract, uh, whoever does business with me has to make a donation to one of my four favorite charities. And the donation is never, I I never judge what the donation is. It can be small, it can be large. I I never even look at what it is. I just get a receipt that Mm -hmm. it was done. And I believe that's kind of a karmic force of moving forward of that we're all doing something in the world that I'm benefiting, that the working for is benefiting and that somebody else in the world is benefiting at the same time. Therefore, we're creating a, a, a circle that moves forward and gives back. Wow. Absolutely. That, that's, that's, it's unique and special, I guess, is the, the approach. Um, but it is going full circle and all benefit. I, I love that. You, you know, we, I don't think we've talked about uh, the workshops uh, and lectures you've done in New York and France and L.A. You keep speaking about how much you love it, Italy and Italians. I'm Italian, by the way. Uh, but, uh, but you've also done so much in, in workshops. What are those workshops? Um, I mean, I know film marketing and empowerment, but, but tell us about those. I've been asked to speak at different places. I was I was married to a French man and um, had a, a very rich life in France. And I was asked to speak at many different festivals and symposiums on kind of the art of screenwriting. But also, I try to speak about not just screenwriting or directing, um, which I've I've taught both. Mm-hmm. I've taught both to even underprivileged kids. Um, I've taught to kids that are in types of um, drug rehabilitation places um, in California, uh, but I try to teach the arts through em- empowering whoever I'm teaching or whoever I'm, I'm lecturing to. Yeah. So really trying to tell people how to spread messages and messages can be spread through comedy, they can be spread through drama, they can be spread through, you know, an iMovie small video that you can make for, you know, Instagram, because now technology is so vast, mm. you can get messages everywhere. So I, I'm much more of a, of a, a global artist uh, is how I see myself. So I see myself as a, a screenwriter, a producer, a director, an artist, a businesswoman, an entrepreneur, and somebody who wants to give back and, and really, really inspire people to tell their stories. I'm also a very big proponent of women helping women, very interested in continuing that. Also, we should mention that in 2016, you co-chaired a non-profit project, Go Ghana Girls, raising awareness and, and money, sending underprivileged girls to university in Africa. Yes, that project came to me that there were two lovely 
highly, highly intelligent women in Ghana that were living in an orphanage mm. and in at the high school age. And that women, you know, there's very few, the percentage of women that go to college in Ghana is next to nothing. Yes. Men go to college, but women are, are often, you know, just stay where they are and take care of their homes and, you know, marry at sometimes 16, 17 years old. And these girls had a mission. They both wanted to, one to be a nurse and one to be a teacher. And then after college, they wanted to come back and encourage other girls to get educated in high school and get great grades where they could go to college. Mm. But in terms of the system there, they don't have the, mo they don't have the money to, mm -hmm. to go to college. So I was approached by my partner on this, who it was, it was all her idea, Tatiana Rice, who yeah. was uh, working at the UN at the time. And she said, could, could we create a campaign together and raise money to send these girls to college? And we did it. Yes. Yes, we raised the, the money to, for the four years for each of them to go to college. And they're in college now. Fantastic. All Great. right. Before we have to go, I do want to go back to what you're working on now, semi-autobiographical TV pilot uh, and a studio movie for Amy Bears. I know you uh, started to talk on that, but there, there was just so much I wanted you to be able to say to this audience. Uh, the pilot, I can't give too much away okay. uh, on, um, but uh, it's it's also another thing that's close to me and and hopefully will make people laugh because I love writing comedy. I mean, my, my thing is, I, I love to laugh. Who doesn't? Yes. But I love to write comedy with gravitas. I love to write comedy that makes you think and that, you know, stirs things up stirs things up in your head and mm. that is not very broad. Not that I don't appreciate broad comedy. I mean, like Mel Brooks, I bow yes. down. I bow yes. down to the, <laughs> you know, the people who do bridesmaids and I, I, to all of them. Yes. Um, I have admiration for all. Larry Gelbart was my mentor mm. who wrote Tootsie and mm -hmm. amongst many other films, but Tootsie being one of my favorites because Tootsie did everything. Yes. Tootsie did comedy, but also had so much depth yes, in it. Yes. Their, the character had so much depth. Dustin Hoffman's character, Jessica Lange's character, mm. everyone. Yes. And Larry wrote all of his pieces. Mm. Of course, he was the creator of MASH and many other things. But um, he was my mentor. We met when I was in film school at UCLA. And I've always tried. I could never get to even be near what he was um, but I try to emulate him and mm. think about how much he put depth into characters so I'm doing that with my pilot right now which takes place in New York City and is very hip and will have four female stars Wonderful. in it um, and that is in the works and then the one for Amy Bear is really exciting she's a phenomenal producer mm. who I've known for a long time who I absolutely love working with. She's a collaborator. And I'm writing a movie uh, called Bullies mm -hmm. for her, mm -hmm. uh, which I can't give away that tagline yes. either, but I can just talk about more about the word um, and that what it means in our society yes. right now. Yes. Because we're living, obviously this is my personal opinion, uh, but we're living with somebody who is a... Bully. Leader, 
mm-hmm. um, and is a bully. Yes. And I think it's a terrible, terrible message for the children who are out there that the person who lives in that house of white doesn't really live there. He just kind of stays there once in a while. But mm. that he is a bully and that that is the person who's kind of one of the poster children of our country right now. Mm. And I call him a child purposely. That uh, I, I think that there's great writing to come from the things that we're going through with mm. that man. And yes. if comedy, if drama, if action, if activism, if millions of people marching on the streets happens because of him and that perpetuates, you know, forward movement, then that's not a bad thing because sometimes out of the worst things comes great art. Yes. Which, of course, is what we've been talking about throughout this entire interview. A lot of what we do as artists comes from as much tragedy and pain as from seeing a funny character on a subway. Is that fair to say? Yes. <laughs> well, yes. well, Sue, I am so sorry to have to go, I have to tell you, but but it has been such a pleasure. And, Sue, if you don't mind, one more time before you go, remind us, when can we download the song Love is Love and see the Erase Hate PSA which you directed? You can download Love is Love on June 22nd. It drops on iTunes, Yes. the song. And the PSA will be either launching on the 22nd of June or the 25th and will be on all social media platforms. Excellent. Okay. Our reasonable voice today has been Sue Kramer, screenwriter, director, producer, owner of Connecting Dots Guru and Bella Films director of an upcoming tectonic theater project PSA entitled Erase Hate, working with many, many people to use the arts to make impactful change on our society. As Sue Kramer has made the point, we are in need of that impactful, artistic-induced change, perhaps more than ever before in our political history. I would like to also say that thank you, Sue Kramer, not only for being on the show, but for all that you're doing, LaramieAlegacy.org, and all that you do to brand individual people and companies through the lens of a director's eye at ConnectingDotsGuru.com. We've so enjoyed uh, your being on the show. We appreciate you and all you do. All the best now. Thank you. Thank Uh, you so much. And watch the Erased Hate PSA. Yes. Sue, it has been an absolute joy. I hope we get to do it again soon. It was my pleasure. Thank you so much. Bye now. Bye. And now, Love is Love, composed by Andy Hollander, and Dana Parrish. Love is Love, sung by Dana Parrish. We take the stage, erase the hate for you and for me. From Charlottesville to Laramie, where freedom ain't free. The hurt. They both stay for so long 
is enough. Hello, I'm Marcello Rolando, the Reasonable Voice, thanking you for joining us and becoming one of the reasonable voices heard around the world. The Children's Hour, a showdown with Donald Trump. For her six to ten-year-old years, I got to be a father. For four minutes, I got some inkling of what it must feel like for a parent to lose a child, whether to kidnapping, overheated car, swimming pool, school shooting, or some disease or addiction because corporate profits are prioritized over children's lives. Then her eight-year-old hand slipped into mine, and I could breathe again. Not so for parents victimized by a self-righteous attorney general trying to impress his callous bully boss. All too often, God wills it, is the mantra of those obsessed with the need to oppress. Countless tyrants have excused their tyranny with some form of God made me do it. Indeed, too many honorable and courageous young Americans, faithful to the guidance of our better angels, have been used as cannon fodder by too many self-aggrandizing autocrats. But Trump's sessions staining Romans 13 with his heretical history of bigotry cannot stand. Long before January 20th, 2017, of, by, and for the people was programmed with a propaganda of incomplete history, which by prejudicial omission has betrayed our freedom of choice to chronicle, endorse, and benefit fully from the comprehensive societal contribution of enlightened diversity. Denying international reality and disavowing America's exceptional promises has finally transformed our American dream into a national nightmare. It's not just about what arrived in our New York Harbor, 17 June 1885, as much as it is the families enticed by its land of the free promises, freely offering their bloodlines to our home of the brave. America's dream is reignited every time we define ourselves by honoring all fathers and mothers as we expect all children to be honored. We cannot, however, justify claiming real Americans are those who came ashore after Native Americans, bringing enslaved African Americans, and claim also we aren't immigrants or refugee byproducts because we built that. In 242 years of war and peace, America's inhabitants often rebranded America. Arguably, except for April 12, 1861 through May 13, 1865, we're now immersed in our greatest identity crisis. Challenging for many, but threatening for all who prosper from manipulating the fears of those more vulnerable to misinformation's hyperbole, especially difficult perhaps for descendants of a cultural majority whose base is rooted in a free labor foundation of human blood, sweat, and tears, all the more distressed when denying an infrastructure of descendancy from huddled masses yearning to breathe free. Is America's greatness found in a financial and political might-is-right philosophy, or being the tide that lifts all boats? Is America's greatness Trump's ice-pick ripping children from the arms of loving fathers and mothers, or recapturing our exceptionalism from domestic terrorism and foreign hackers? Perhaps if we were a connecting-dot-guru, we'd recognize Twitter's at the LPP2017, Black Lives Matter, Women's March, Me Too, Time's Up, 
Never Again, and March for Our Lives as 21st century links to Jewish, Italian, and Greek families defining Ellis Island as escaping war, famine, and religious persecution. Then we'd see Matthew Shepard's murder in The Pulse, debtor's prison in mass incarceration, and eradicated gender inequality by ratifying the Equal Rights Amendment, permitting this land is your land, this land is my land, justice for all. Faith and patriotism without empathetic humanity is void of morality. For example, ignoring the plight of the less prosperous, profaning love thy neighbor as thyself by devaluing fellow human beings, and claiming love of God and country without suffer little children to come unto me, forbidding them not. Neither hypocrite nor good Samaritan is promised another moment, so choose wisely. Help fathers working three jobs, mothers weeping for their lost children, and children who love children who look nothing like them. Consider, each inhalation we take to speak love or ill defines us to a universe noting our measure. But most of we the people shine brighter in the heavens than any family staying together to steal together. And know this, each victory over institutionalized lead poisoning or kidnapping innocent children for lack of paperwork keeps America great. Finally, we can choose to be clones of a Congress aiding and abetting pharmaceutical industry and its distributors profiting off opiate deaths. Or, hearing refugees seeking asylum crying out from the wilderness, we can embrace and honor America's immigrant heritage and make this children's hour our finest hour. Thank you, and join us. Become one of the reasonable voices heard round the world. Thank you for continuing to listen to, support, and share the Reasonable Voice Blog Talk Radio with family and friends, especially online. We enjoy hearing from you, and in response, yes, we are now accepting new company and business advertisers and welcoming organizations seeking to be one of our sponsors. So please do continue to email us at thereasonablevoice at gmail.com. However, if you prefer to simply make a donation, your donations are greatly appreciated and can be made through PayPal by clicking on the donate button found at the top of the homepage of the Reasonable Voice. Website. Thank you for joining us today to make every day as reasonable as possible. We hope you will download and share our downloadable podcasts. I'm Marcello Rolando, the Reasonable Voice, hoping you will become one of the reasonable voices heard round the world.